My shark! My beautiful shark! Oh, and I just got it the way I like it! Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Wizards of Drivel podcast, the podcast about the team that currently plays in the Premier League, but who knows for how much longer. <laughs> Joining me to talk about a a absolute bugger of a result for Stoke <laughs> is uh, Chris Brammer. How are you doing? I'm I'm alright, thank you Dave. I'm, I'm not bad despite that bugger of a result as you say. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a weird one because like... When we saw each other yesterday, that was nice. Uh, but as we said yesterday, it's not a result that I can be angry about, but I can't really feel overjoyed either. Mm, yeah, I, I'm not angry with Stoke so much as angry with fate, the universe. Um, I'm angry with um, the divine powers that control the universe because, uh, yeah, we. I think... Yesterday we played very well. Would have been a bloody nice game to win that, and then we we throw the ball in the goal, just just cause. Just I think I don't blame Jack Butland for that. I think he was influenced by a ha- higher power than <laughs> than his own arms. Yeah. I think whatever god you pray to, I think he wants Stoke to go down at the moment because, uh, yeah, you can't make it up, Chris. You cannot make it up. <laughs> against Brighton we have a, a last minute penalty which we proceed to fall out about and and ruin then we have a a lead at Leicester where Leicester don't look like scoring a goal and then that happens um i suppose the the main theme of probably the the next few shows we will we'll be doing is are we are we actually doomed <sighs> Well, for me personally, I've resigned myself to the fact that I think we are doomed and that's probably a bit of a coping strategy and just preparing myself for the fact that it probably will happen and whilst I'm quite sad about it, I'm just now prepared for it. Obviously, there is still a lot to play for. We are, I mean, what, we're only two points out uh, behind the rest of the folk we can we can get out like a win next week and you would see us move out of the relegation zone like everything isn't um written it isn't we're, we're not as bad as west brom like they are i don't I, yes. I don't think west brom will get out of it um whereas i think there are certainly situations where we can the problem that we have is we're running out of games where I mean, I mean, all games are difficult, aren't they? But if you need points against the likes of Arsenal away and Man City at home and all that, then you—that's when you're really pushing it. You need to be amazing to get something from that, and it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But ideally, we want to have been beating Brighton at home, like Le- Leicester, yeah. Leicester away. I in when we did all those predictor. Um, leagues a few days weeks ago Leicester away I predicted 1-1 as I realized today as I went back through it which oh, that's all right I'm um, so so on the whole a point away from home in this circumstance is good 
but then I think yeah it's the very nature of the situation and the fact that things do keep going against you and when are we going to pick up that win when are we going to start seeing ourselves move up the table because it's getting harder and harder to perceive a situation where that is going to be the case I didn't think we were going to beat Leicester like I'll I'll put it that way I I didn't think I thought we were going to lose uh, before the game yesterday Um, and so to not lose is quite a pleasant surprise but we I don't want to use Ben's because uh, Ben banned the phrase much, much, no, must win games. He banned it. But there has to be a point where one point becomes three points and we start moving on up because otherwise, what do we do? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you're seeing other teams get better and I don't know whether we are getting better. I, I don't think it was an excellent performance yesterday. I think that we did well and I think that we played the game that was there, but I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, that team is a team that played like a Premier League side. It it was a, a good performance, I'd say. I wouldn't yeah. say it was any better than good. Um, Pete Smith tweeted earlier today, like the, the form table since Paul Lambert has taken over Stoke and we are 10th, yeah. uh, played five, won one, drawn three, lost one. And that's fine. But given the situation we're in, fine isn't good enough at the moment. Um and not and like none of this really is Paul Lambert's fault. There there have been decisions Paul Lambert has made that I am really sceptical about and <laughs> and all the rest of it. But he's he's trying to uh, inject a bit of uh, metal into the side, which I think he has done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing is, those five fixtures to get. Uh, what is it? Six is that six points from those opening five fixtures? Yeah, yeah. Which is fine, but I think we needed more. I honestly think we needed more points because yeah. the next five fixtures are Southampton away, then Man City at home, Everton at home, Arsenal away, Spurs at home, and <sighs> that's you, awful. We 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 can hope for maybe grabbing a point here and there off. Man City or or Spurs at home, but that it hypes so much pressure onto those Southampton and Everton games, and then if we don't pick up the points there, then West Ham away becomes becomes the uh, sorry Ben must win game, and then Burnley at home becomes a must win yeah. game if we don't need that. We need to win, I think, three games out of these final ten. Yeah, and whilst there are, I'd say three home games there, I think we can win. And a couple of away ones as well. I think we can win. It hypes so put puts so much pressure onto them that I'm not sure if we've got the either the quality or the mentality to uh, get those results. But it's I, I don't want to say we're we're definitely going down because I don't know, and I don't want to say we're definitely going to stay up because I honestly don't know. But at the moment, I really struggling to make a case for us for staying up on the basis that we are a one-man band up front <laughs> yes and, just a little and bit we and we just don't create chances at all um uh i suppose we're to go on to the leicester game itself um i yeah a good performance not a great one but the the best of the performance came in the kind of 
organisation, the the hard work in midfield, the hard work at the back. Uh, I thought Staffy Leedis played really well. I thought, in fact, the whole back four I thought played really well. Martin Zindi was really impressive. Uh, Joe Allen had a great game, and Shaq just bloody hell. Like, um, do do you think he do you think he likes being at Stoke at the moment? I, it's it's not a it's not a stupid question. I hope, but do you think he like enjoys himself and stuff? Because I want him I to, but does does he not just look around and think, for God's sake, <laughs> you? I oh god, you don't know. Like sometimes when you see him at the end of games and he's just just exhausted by everyone around him, you do you do think, oh, you. I don't know if you enjoy being here. I think it's great that he's this season become the talisman and he really has recognised that he needs to be the leading guy this year and he's took the the bull by the horns, as it were. He's mm. And the fact that he's remained for the vast majority of the time fit this season has been a massive difference. He's played... Mm. He, he I mean, he's, he, he has been what Arnie was last season for us this season. He's... And in that respect, and I was saying this to the to the lads we met up with yesterday, that it, you do sometimes get the impression that Shakiri benefits from being a big fish in a small pond. He thrives off being that that key player for a team, um, and you do wonder whether if he was to leave in the summer um, and go to a team which had I don't know four or five other players who like him were instrumental, whether he would shine as much. You get players like that who. You know, when they move up a, a a level, they don't don't really cope with it. Shakiri obviously has been at bigger clubs in the past, um, but he's never really had a a role as crucial as he has for Stoke, with the exception of when he was at Basel and when he's been in the Swiss national team. Um, mm. I th- I don't know. Like, you can't say that he enjoys um, <laughs> watching us go down the shitter all the time, can you? But mm. um. I don't know. Maybe there's a part of him that enjoys being the main man. We'll see, won't yeah. we? If he wants to be part of the championship squad, enjoy your enjoy your shins and your calves on those and some of those pitches, mate. I say that. Yeah, the championship I think. Has some I great think ground. he's. Well, no, that's complete crap, Chris. So, of course, because he's off. Whatever happens, um, whatever happens at the end of the season, I think he's off somewhere, probably to Germany or. Uh, another European league, I would expect. Uh, even if we, even if we won our next ten games uh, and like finished seventh or something, uh, I think he'll be uh, on his way. And, and good luck to him. We we'll just try. We need to try and mine as much as we can out of him <laughs> for these ten games in order to try and stay up. Because yep. God knows there is nothing else up front. I mean my word. Um, a, de- a debut for Tyrese Campbell yesterday, which I think uh, we were happy to see. We were like just de- you know delighted a young players getting uh, game time, but it w- it's the state of affairs where an eighteen year old is being given half an hour in a important game because we've got no one. <laughs> um, yeah, Mamdouf tried as a lone striker. There was no Crouch available. Saido Barahino was presumably. Uh, in in his compound still uh, being uh, yeah God just uh, Sido just oh God um, but yeah Tyrese Campbell um, 
he looked uh, rabbit in headlights to me. I, I don't know what you thought, Chris, but uh, I, I don't want to have a go at him because it's an 18-year-old lad making his debut, for goodness sake. But yeah, uh, particularly that chance he should have anticipated uh, Shakiri's like knock across goal and stuff. But yeah, it's it's worrying how we have nothing going forward apart from let's give the ball to Shaq and hope he does something. Yeah. Yeah, it's um Yeah, on, on Tyrese, I mean he uh he I, I felt the same way I thought. It was um and and then no no like I'm not I'm not criticising the the kid. It's a difficult thing to come on in such a situation, step up a level, play against some harder defenders and try and do something and especially yeah when you say there's the pressure of oh he needs to be our our, our new hope um but no there's there's nothing much up front is there there is we we, we just don't really we don't really create if only there was a number 10 that we had who was out on loan who we could have brought back i mean right yeah can we can we um finally um like, does that settle the the Bojan question now? <laughs> like, what, regardless of where you stand on the the Bojan scale, from uh, he is godlike genius, we need to start him every week. To well, he hasn't really done it out on loan. He's not been the same since his injury. Blah blah. Can we at least acknowledge we need a number ten at the club? Yeah. Can we at least acknowledge we need something else? Yeah. And Bojan, even on a bad day is something else and offers an option up well, there. Well, that's it, because there's been a load of people who've like shouted for Shakiri to be in the number 10, but like that, it's not the number 10 role on its own that is, is what we need. We need a number 10 role to support Shakiri because, again, mm. you move Shakiri to the centre, that's not where he's traditionally played, and it's still Shakiri on his own. Shakiri needs support. Shakiri needs to... He can't do it all on his own, and so having a number ten to support him, God, whether that's Bojan, Stephen Island, whatever, you need that type of player. Um, I would argue that I don't think Afalai fits in that role. I don't know where Afalai even is. Stephen Island is um, cropped somewhere, and probably I don't think you, you'll see him again this season. Who knows? And and so we have Bojan, and I yeah, I would argue that regardless of what you think of Bojan. Even a Bojan who hasn't been the same since that injury at Rochdale, which I would again contest, I think that is, is a, even a second-rate Bojan is better than nothing there at the moment because we just don't create and mm. it's bloody, it's awful, it's awful. I mean, what we yeah, I think I, I, think I admit. I, go on. Well, I was going to say I think you know, another issue is the fact that. We replaced one of our other creative and driving outlets out on the left with two promoting, and, and as much as I like the guy, um, he. We, we I don't like him very much. I know. Oh well, I know you don't. You were getting quite angry at some of his attempts to cross the ball yesterday, and I think that's the difference between like him and Anatovic is that Anatovic could not only get on the end of balls, but he could deliver some good stuff in in to the box cheap promoting i i feel that he just runs into players it's mm. we yeah, yeah we're rubbish right a, a couple of things on what you've said i i think uh, on the number 10 position i admit to have been enticed by the idea of shakiri 
Azatel in the past, like, oh, well, he scores most of his goals from just outside the area. You know, he could, you know, play off knockdown zone and stuff. I don't think that anymore. I think he is a right-sided winger and he is best when he can drift inside and that's where the danger comes from with Shakiri. It's it's him cutting inside and uh, and being able to receive the ball because if you're if you're a number ten in our team, I don't think you'll see nearly enough of the ball as you would if you play out wide. And also, this is his best season at the club, and it's come pretty much exclusively from playing in that position. So why would we want to uh, take our best player out of his position where he's creating so well, creating all our chances and scoring all our goals by the looks of it as well. So. Um, yeah, I'm not really for Shakiri's attempt. I think we should have brought back the actual number 10 we have or at least signed one. Um, and on uh, two promoting thing, you, you mentioned how uh, Arnautovic going, uh, you know, really exposed us on that side. And of course it has, but I've, I've kind of had this conversation with my dad yesterday as well. It's like, it's not that two promoting isn't... Uh, Marco Arnautovic part two because we knew he wouldn't be and we knew it would be a struggle for any player no matter how much you spent on them even if you like from free transfer to even if we'd have gone out and spent 18 million quid on a replacement for Arnautovic that would have been you know really really difficult so it's not that he's not a replacement and I don't also don't think he was kind of meant to be anyway um it's that he is just crap. Um, right. What does it? Right. What does he do? Uh, he can't track back very well, and he like see the um, see the goal yesterday. He can't track back very well. Okay, but what can he do going forward? He's a forward player. So what can he do? Uh, his finishing is crap. Uh, he can't beat a man. He can't cross a ball. He's got no like Flair. guile. He's got no pace. What, what does he do? What yeah. do what, so, I'm sorry. Uh, he scored two goals against Man United. And, you know, after after he did that, he had a few months like grace period where, you know, you can't say a bad word against him. But he's just absolute toss. He's just a crap footballer. We Well, well done, Sparky. Uh, and on that, why did we bring Glenn Johnson on? <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul, what are you doing to us? The only- Glenn Johnson... The only the only thing I can see with that is that what he did is he put Shakiri central, put Bauer as a right winger and Glenn Johnson at right back. That's the only. We, only we, thing but I we had Hesse and Sobby. But Bauer's not a right winger. Bring Hesse on. Bring Sobby on. What's that all about? It's. Uh, it, mm. I I thought we played for a draw at the end. Uh, yes yesterday and I thought whilst the draw is a good result I found that a little bit quite disappointing really because (laughs) I thought that Leicester whilst they got into it a bit more after they scored their fluke goal I thought there was enough about us to threaten them again Mm -hmm. and if we'd have gone for it a bit more I think I think you just need to be a bit braver in that situation. And okay, maybe we would have been done on a counter attack or something. But yeah, it's all kind it's, of yeah. What whatever now? It's all it's all happened now. But yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with kind of how limply we we ended the game. Um. Okay, so 
I don't want to, I don't want to turn too negative because uh because it's not fun for anyone really. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, any any standout players for you yesterday? Any kind of reasons to be kind of a bit more upbeat and positive about either the uh, running or just Stoke? <laughs> okay, U- upbeat. So so standout players for positive reasons, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I thought uh, uh, Staffy. By the way, everyone, we we're gonna get to. Uh, oh yeah, we'll get later. There. Don't worry, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Staffy again to say that that was his what third game in this entire season uh, I thought he played really well have you seen the video that's gone around on Twitter of him uh, I think no. James Whitaker shared it it's uh, Staffy just after you know when uh, Mares goes through on goal one on one and after Charlie Adam fails to head the ball we'll get onto him I know um and and so everyone's running back and they clear it. <laughs> Staffelidis absolutely like kicks the hell out the post and like just shouts expletive. It looks like he's just shouting and bawling down at Charlie Adam. And it's just like I love it. He's he's an angry man and he was annoyed at how that had gone wrong. Yeah, I thought he played well. I thought um, I really like Bauer as a player. I thought and Dai is great. He he's been missing from this team that is a player that is that type of player that's been missing um i mean we've we've spoke lyrically about jern and shakiri um that goal like we we didn't think it had gone in did we because yeah it, it was bizarre uh we watched it in a in a pub that didn't have sound on the telly which i think was part of it but <laughs> two things about that goal from my point of view were one i was almost certain he was gonna score it i was just like once he'd started running I thought he's gonna score it because he's because he's absolute god um and the second yeah the second thing was it there was four of us there and it happened to all of us where the ball had gone in the goal and there was like four seconds pause from all of us like all not all four of us like didn't seem to believe it or couldn't quite see it for some reason but yeah it was there was a delayed uh reaction to that this is a, the- a theme with Jordan Shakiri's goals in general. Do you remember that uh, lob he scored against Everton? Oh, yeah. Uh, where if you watch the match of the day footage, the ball is in the net for a good five and ten seconds before the cheer goes up from the Stoke fans. He- <laughs> he's God. He can just warp time. It's weird. He's uh, he's just a superb little man, isn't he? Um mm. I don't know. I don't know any other players who are really who really really stood out. Um, not for not for positive reasons. Anyway, like the, I mean the defense was good. We thought I thought Bruno had had a good game. Obviously, yeah, he came Bruno off. and Zuma both played well. I thought. Um, uh, yeah, Joe Joe Allen as well. I probably should mention Joe Allen. Like I know sometimes he runs around like a headless chicken, but I did think that he's he didn't have a bad game either. So no, I thought he played very well. Uh, yeah, um, possibly even man of the match for us um so yeah the the scottish elephant in the room uh chris how can anyone be that bad in 16 <laughs> minutes i don't know what you're on about dave he got a seven for me he, he got a seven in the sentinel <laughs> my <laughs> life let's talk about this. i know i know all right i, I know match like Player ratings, like you will always get disagreement on that kind of stuff because, uh, like, football's like so contentious with opinions. And... <laughs> but a seven, 
For that, for the absolute bloody hand grenade of a performance. His first action in the game is to come on and big boot a player, like run his studs into the back of them. He then wrestles a player to the ground. He had no chance of winning the ball and just wrestles a player to the ground. He misses a header, which causes Mares to go one and one, which could have been Leicester, I don't know, taking the lead or whatever. It's absolutely... Oh, it was one of the worst footballing performances I have ever seen. And I've seen Charlie Adam play before. Like, he's... <laughs> he's comically bad. And to the point where, like, as we were in a pub, and by this point, it was filling up, weren't it? Because people were coming to watch the rugby. And it was the po- he was the cause of just slapstick comedy laughter in that pub. People were laughing at him because he was so bad. And, like, I'd, I'd be really angry if it wasn't just the fact that he's just so funny. It's so funny how bad he was. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I I can't say I found it very funny at the time. Oh no, um, maybe not. Like you're you're in the midst of a relegation battle. You need you need actual proper footballers to be on it, and you know, give, giving everything and just thinking, just thinking in general, not just thinking logically, just thinking in general. But you wonder what the hell goes on in his brain when. <laughs> 16 minutes, 1-1, tight game against Leicester. I've got a kung fu kick a man now. <laughs> what? And then to proceed to ne- nearly gift Leicester a chance. Uh, what the hell was he doing with Ian Acho? Then he's like, right, I'm going to take this free kick now. Oh, oh look, yeah. I can't even kick straight. He, It's absolutely embarrassing watching Charlie Adam plod about right now because we need actual we need players who are fit for one thing and he's clearly not fit and I'm I'm sorry if this sounds harsh but I never want to see him play for Stoke again because (laughs) he's just embarrassing to watch if if he's not got the ability that would be one thing but not only does he not have the ability he doesn't have the fitness or for my money the determination to at least, just play to your strengths. Don't try and kill the opposition. <laughs> it's just, it's just stand still and try and ping it when you've got the ball. Do what you can actually do on a football pitch. You can't tackle for crap. And just the sight of him just embarrassing this club is just making me <laughs> plead for the end of the season so I never have to watch him again. I, I, it, it annoys me as well that league he, bloody too. He never. He never seems to, like, try and play the most straightforward pass either. Or at least it's it's never apparent. Like, he'll always be picked up for every now and again doing those proper Hollywood passes. But there were a new number of occasions yesterday where he tried to ping the ball forward in, a, like, a really smart delivery and it didn't work out. And rather than run back to sort out his mistake, he just trundled along or tried to kill a man. Or whatever. I mean, I thought it was quite telling that within what th- three, four minutes have been on, he had a yellow card. Like he mm. should I, should I, have I, had I four yellow cards by the looks of it. He, mm. I, I, I've always had a love hate relationship with Charlie Adam. He's one of those players who 
he has done some absolutely magical stuff for us and has no doubt been crucial at times but flipping heck I don't want to see him play again not not when he yeah. is not because he's a liability like that performance yesterday yeah, was a that's, liability that's the word. if he'd have come on any earlier and done that type of performance I have no doubt that we'd either be a man down or he'd cause a, a goal for Leicester or whatever like he it was that bad a performance that we are lucky that we got away with it I think mm. um, let's move on to some uh, listener questions um Matthew, uh, hypothetical one here. You can keep any five players for the championship next season. Who are the five? So uh, let your imagination run wild with you. Uh, so it's essentially asking who we think our best five players are. Um, and I'm finding it a bit tough to think of five. Um, I would say uh, if I could pick any five Stoke players for a championship promotion push, uh, obviously Shaq, uh Joe Allen uh Bruno Martins in D probably Badu and Die based on what I've seen so far and Moritz Bauer What about oh. you? I'm just uh I think I'd keep like assuming we have to like we can keep them, I'd keep Butland, Shakiri and Dai uh Bauer and mm. I mean, like, it purely on the fact that, I don't know, see, I'd want to keep Shawcross, but I think Shawcross would stay anyway. Um, yeah, like, it's a toss-up between Bruno, Joe Allen and Shawcross in that last thing for me. So, let's go, let's go Shawcross. Cool. It's a, it's a difficult, um, it's a difficult one though, that, because... I don't know. Yeah, there there are players who might stay anyway that you'd probably include in that yeah. list, like Shawcross, for example. Um, oh, Bojan, of course. Bojan. Bojan. Well, we just forget about Bojan, don't we? Because he's... Because mm. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> you don't want to think about it. Um, exactly. Uh, Rob Clark, where in the world is Ramadan Sobby? Um, On the bench. Yeah, it does concern yeah. me that Ramadan isn't in the team. Mainly yeah, he be- didn't seem to do an awful lot wrong, no. Sobby. When no. he did have a spell around Christmas time that was good and uh, positive, I don't, I, but I don't, yeah, he's, I, I he's don't know why players like why Chupo is trusted ahead of him, apart from being the more ex- experienced player. Mm. Uh, David Rice, should we be collectively more pleased as a fan base by grabbing a point at Leicester? I think in general people have been positive about it from what I've read anyway. Uh, I, probably maybe not the impression you'll get from this podcast, but it's a it's a point I'm content with, uh, certainly. But, it's, yeah, again, it's, it's the manner of it that's that's been the disappointing thing and, and it's still not, you know, allayed any fears of relegation, which is why I'm all kind of on edge and stuff, so... Yep. Uh... Orphy Duck Mags just got in touch. How big is next Saturday's game? Oh, it's not just big, Dave. It's huge. Um, it's, it's it's large. <laughs> it's large. <laughs> Can you sum uh, it up in a noise? Um, ooh. <laughs> Chris, thank you. <laughs> it's I again. I don't want to use the term "must-win games," but it's um, 
we need we need three points at some point, and if it isn't next week, then we have to start winning against Arsenal away and stuff. And that could happen, but I doubt it. So please win Stoke. Yeah. All right. On a on a scale then of one being hey, don't matter, uh, and ten being the sorry sorry Ben again, the must win like hundred percent must win this game. Where is it on that scale? Um, I think it is a maybe even an eight on the scale. Ooh, it's an eight. I yeah, I would probably agree with an eight. But uh, since everyone's getting sevens for no reason this week, how about a seven? <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. So Southampton. Oh, Southampton got a point at Burnley. Uh, they did yesterday, which was frustrating. Um. We lost a bit. Mark Hughes took Shakiri off in that game. Remember when Mark Hughes like would take Shakiri off and stuff? <laughs> Do you remember Mark what Hughes? Was he doing? Do you remember him? He was uh, a character. Remember, remember him? Uh, oh, I hope he. I hope he doesn't get a job. He will. He will I, get a job though. He'll get a job I, somewhere. I else. wouldn't wish him on the veil. He will get a job somewhere else with a team that already has a st- you know decent defense and. He'll do well, and Robbie Savage will tweet and be snide, and then Mark Hughes will get the sack, and Robbie Savage will be like, well, what did they want? And it'll be... And repeat. And repeat. Yeah. It's... Uh, Sussex... Go on. Sorry, Sussex Stokey asks, uh, things we can do to make Shakiri stay... A burp there. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, we can... Oh, I don't. Yeah, there's, I, I don't think there's anything we could do to make him stay, is there? Apart from grant him the keys to the city, and he can be the manager. I, it would have to be. It would have to be more than the keys to the city. I think it would have to be the city. I think <laughs> yeah, it would have to. We literally we rename, own it. Yeah, we rename the club after him. That would be it. I think. Yeah, the rename the city Shakiri on Trent, make him king of it. I mean, this is something I think. If you held a referendum in Stoke right now and said Shakiri can stay at Stoke, but we have to rename the city after him and build statues in his honour, I think we'd probably vote for that. I think we'd be fine with it as well. Yeah. Um, Kane asks Campbell's chances of starting for the rest of the season. I don't know about starting. I can, I can see him. Oh, hello. I think my microphone's just... No, no, my it's working. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I don't know if I could uh, see him starting. I can see him getting some more minutes, though. I think he... It, it was a tough debut for him, but I think that it's good that he could he got minutes, and hopefully he'll get more, get more used to it. I don't think, I don't think yesterday's performance should be enough to put anyone off him. Hmm. Um... Yeah, so I think that's about it from us. So it's been a, uh, it was a day of uh, mixed emotions for me yesterday, Chris. I think uh, Stoke, they're, they're not the best hangover cure in the world, let's be honest. But um, yeah, I good point. Is it enough? I don't know. Uh, so a final question uh, from Chris Price. Uh, I believe we need 37 points to stay up. 36, actually, but our poor goal difference doesn't help. We are averaging 1.2 points, 
we are averaging 1.2 points per game under Paul Lambert. So that in theory means with 10 games left, we should be okay. Do you think we will get them? Um, now, the thing with that, like 1.2 points per game, that's from five beatable clubs. And the these final 10 games contain uh, Man City, Arsenal, Spurs and Liverpool. So I don't think we'll be able to match that across those games. Um yeah, as we said before, it's such a it's such a crap one. Um and there are other teams down there with similar horrible runnings, so I don't know, Chris. I don't know. Are, like how are you are you like terrified, Chris? Like I I'm pretty sure we we are all kind of nervous about going down, but if we went down, would you be like, oh, well, at least the championship will be kind of different and fun and interesting? Or are you like, we need to stay up because it could really just screw the club up? <laughs> um, from a a coping strategy, I am like, yeah, fine. Championship would be great. Sheffield away days, go to Ellen Road. It will be lovely. From a complete, well, we can't go down because like, the 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 livelihoods that do depend on a Premier League club in Stoke is is massive. Like, I don't think it can be overstated. Like the impact economically the club has had for the region. Um, I think if Stoke were to go down, there's so many. I mean, there's so many different fears. There's the fear that would we be able to come straight back up because you can almost justify going back down as long as we come straight back up. Uh, but my my biggest fear, genuinely, is that Stoke goes down if we don't rebuild in the correct manner. And let's be honest, a lot of other clubs have gone down and not done that. And you find yourself then stuck in that division for years and years to come. It's... Uh... It's a, it's a scary, scary prospect. The, mm. the, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Championship's a, a fine division and there's some great teams down there, but in terms of what it means for the club and for the people around it, and we going down, it, it would be awful. Would be awful, absolutely. Yeah. Right, <laughs> on that cheery note, um, <laughs> I think we'll uh, wrap the show up there. Ten games to go. Go on, Stoke. Oh, 